You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Black Widow, Gambit, New Mutants, Deadpool 2, Suicide Squad 2, Ant-Man 3. Oh my god, my head's about to explode. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. <laughs> How are you? It's a case of the giggles. I know. <laughs> Happy Friday. Yeah. Hello, Simon. We made it through another week. Hello, Jeff. Yes, we're still here. The earth has not imploded. Not yet. The, sh- the shithole earth has not Im- imploded. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm allowed to say that, right? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> hey, look, CNN and MSNBC were saying it. Even NPR said shithole this yeah, you week. you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself, folks. Absolutely. I'm Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at the Insider, and you're watching Meet the Movie Press with me as always. Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter, and my work is omnipresent right now, which is good. That's right. Guys, we got a lot to talk about. It's a busy week. We got a lot to talk about. I was thinking about this this week. For the second week of January, this is an exceptionally busy week for Hollywood stuff. Oh, yesterday, like, I I think my social media guy, uh, Johnny D., uh, Johnny. <laughs> shout out to Johnny D. Johnny D. He was like, we did 30 stories today. And there were stories yesterday I didn't get to that were big stories. These memes aren't going to make themselves, there's my friend. Just so much, there's just so much news out yeah. there, uh, which is why we have to dive in relatively quickly. Cool, let's do it. So f- first, yeah. tell me about your Golden Globes. Let's back it up to mm, Sunday night. Okay. Uh, I, I thought it was actually a, a, a pretty good show. Um, I thought the, the opening monologue was very, very good. Um, I think Seth did a sterling job. I thought of so too. That's a tricky thing. Very, very tricky. Tricky, tricky anyway. Game. But especially in in the, in the current climate, yep. uh, I think he absolutely nailed it. It was very, very nicely done. Uh, I thought the ceremony itself was interesting. Um, it lacked a bit of dynamism. Um, and I did think that people were going to make it a little bit more political than they did when it came to the speeches. There was a lot of stuff on the red carpet beforehand where issues were discussed. Not as much as I thought in the ceremony. Um, I thought it was an interesting mix of winners, though, to be honest with you, as the show carried on. Um, I, which is always good for me because I, I'm always kind of disappointed when we have all this run-up month and month and month. And then you actually get to the awards ceremony and it's like, oh, it's exactly what I expected. I like it. When there were surprises, it mixed it up. So, good ceremony. Um, an interesting year for me. Uh, you were at home and then you went to the party. Yes, I, I watched it in my underwear from home. Nice. Uh, you know, doing all the, the social media and stuff and mm-hmm. then writing the main bar. Uh, you know, we saw a, a historic win from Sterling K. Brown yeah. on the TV side. Um, three billboards, it, it surprised me a little bit. I'm yeah. surprised that foreign journalists would actually... Fall for that one? Yeah, I'm I'm very pleased, but I am surprised. Like, yeah, l- I mean, listen, I liked three billboards. I thought it was pretty good. Yep. Uh, I'd give it like a B plus. I I just don't know that it was really represented the best picture of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I get that it's a funky year as well. Yes, and, and that honestly, our strongest. Uh, best Picture category uh, nominees, at least, could very well have come from the comedy side with Lady Bird and Get Out this year. Yep, yep, hundred um, percent. So Seth Meyers, you know, I thought he did a really good job with the monologue, yep. and then he kind of disappeared from the show for like an hour. Yeah, there wasn't. Uh, honestly, the show moved so quickly, I could barely keep up with it as yeah. a reporter. Uh, there's just so many awards to to give out, and then of course there's the the after parties. Yes. Did Did you go out and celebrate? No, at all? I did not. I was not bubbly? invited. Well, guys, we need to rectify this because there ain't no party <laughs> like a Simon Thompson. That's the Tom party. guarantee. 
Uh, although, <laughs> that being said, <laughs> yeah, I, a did, pretty good time. I did go to the Netflix party, and it yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah, it looked insane. Yeah, uh, you know, and when you think, like, you know, insane Hollywood party, you think of, like, just, just like, this giant shindig that's, mm. like, it wasn't like that at all. In fact, it was the opposite. It was super intimate. Um, there was only maybe 200, 150 to 200 people there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Drake ended up getting behind the turntables. It Standard. was It was wild, guys. Yeah. So I had a fun night out on the dance floor. I was joined by uh, Cameron Britton, who plays Ed Kemper on Mindhunter, which you are which watching I right now. watching at the moment and absolutely loving it. I named it the, the number one like uh, TV show that I saw on Netflix this it year. It is. I think, uh, even just watching it from a production point of view, it is one of the most beautifully shot yeah. shows I have seen in a long time. The framing and the depth and the richness of that, just aside from the quality of the writing and the characters and the fact it's a great show, just watching it is like looking at a painting sometimes. Good God, that's beautiful production. Right, I know this is Meet the Movie Press, but we, we do have, we, we we do have watch to... TV. Uh, we do watch TV. <laughs> talk about Mindhunter, which is gorgeous. So yeah, yeah. Cameron Britton uh, stole the show out there. Um, yeah, you know, it, it was the Globes. I don't think it means anything in terms of Oscars. Mm. You know, there, there's literally one yeah. person in the Globes who's in the Academy, who, like who votes in, you know, for both shows. So it doesn't yeah. matter. I felt kind of uh, kind of sorry for for Chris Nolan uh, because I think a lot of people went into awards season even before the nominees were announced, and everybody thought that Dunkirk was going to be a really big player. And Dunkirk is not really walking away with with anything at all. And I think it's it's a little bit uncomfortable. It, I mean, it's not just him. I think it's always happened in awards season when everybody gets the shout up, and then it just doesn't happen for them. Right. Um, so when it would ever pan to him, I'm kind of like. Yeah, I, I, well, I get it. I, I feel your pain, Chris. Respe- respectfully, because Christopher Nolan did do a beautiful job with Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. Anyone who thought he was going to win any awards for that is crazy. Because there's there there's are people. Just, there's just no heart to the movie. Yeah, there are, there no are people emotion. that do, but it, it, no, again, it didn't, it didn't touch me in any you know, sort of no, meaningful and way. No, so many, I've got Technically, it's so a great many movie. people lately, too, who have been saying that. Now, now the Netflix party that you were at, yeah. um, that was the one where they had the hands coming out yes. with drinks and stuff, really. Yes. Yeah. That looked pretty sweet. Mildly one of terrifying. them grabbed my butt. Did it? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it could have. I mean, could have? No, you can't see what you're reaching out there for. <laughs> I could have made that real awkward. <laughs> you could have. Yeah, yeah, that would have been awkward. Um, but yeah, but now also when I saw your posting from the party, I was kind of like, okay, Jeff, so you, are, are you now becoming like one of these socialite party guys? Like, Jeff does the Devil Wears Prada. First of all, I've always, I, I started out a variety doing V-Page coverage. So I have, have had years of yeah. party coverage experience. What are you wearing? Yeah. What are you wearing? Uh, I actually never really asked that. No. I, was, I was never big on that no. question. So. Uh, I, from my experience, when you ask that question, 80% of the time, nobody has a fucking clue or they've forgotten. Right. Uh, yeah. Guys, <laughs> yeah. okay, Simon, we, we got to talk about yeah, yeah. movie stuff. Here we go. Okay. Where do we want to start? Black Widow. Let's yeah. start at Black Widow. Let's do a comic book roundup. Okay, Black Widow, yeah. <laughs> the whole show is kind of pretty movie much. news. There's a lot of it this week. My mother would be rolling <laughs> in her grave. Yeah. Um, Black Widow, yeah. okay, uh, got a writer. Yes. So Marvel finally put its money where its mouth is, opened up its checkbook and said, let's get serious. Let's develop this. Yep. To develop something, we need a writer. They ended up going with Jack Schaefer, mm-hmm. who uh, wrote this Blacklist script, The Shower, which is like an alien invasion yep. comedy that Anne Hathaway's supposedly doing, uh-huh. uh, where, you know, aliens basically invade in the middle of a bridal shower. It's kind of a very, it's like Bridesmaids, you know, meets. Alien. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Independence Day, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then and then uh, Anne Hathaway hired him or you know got him involved to write the dirty, sorry the the, the scoundrels movie. Dirty rotten, Dirty rotten scoundrels. scoundrels. Yes, yeah. I was like, na- gonna write a dirty I, movie. I, I got my adjectives confused <laughs> because the movie's called Nasty Women. So yeah. I was like, dirty, nasty, rotten. Sca- Wait, what the fuck is it? <laughs> dirty rotten scoundrels remake yeah. called Nasty Women. It's supposedly gonna be, uh, you know, Anne Hathaway, I think, and Rebel Wilson. Mm-hmm. So th- that is who Jack Schaefer is in a in a nutshell. You know, just by her credits, I think it's great that they hired a, a woman to write this. Uh, yes, good choice, good call. Uh, what do you think of a Black Widow solo movie? Um, what would you want from it? To be honest, I'll be I'll be brutally honest with you. I think Black Widow is one of the least interesting characters for me in the Marvel universe so far. They haven't really done a lot with her. Well, that's, I'm, yeah, that's yeah, why she's just, just kind of wasted. You know, uh, really, they've just not developed that character at all. Really. So I'm actually initially my reaction was, do I care? And then I was like, actually, I'm going to hope that this is going to really flesh out the Black Widow story, and make her more interesting as a character. Really give her something to do. Really have some context. That, I think, will help future Avengers movies. So from initially being quite disinterested in this, I actually think it'll be a really good a really good idea, and I think it will actually add to the Avengers universe moving forward as well. This is a no-brainer for Marvel. I'm shocked that yeah. it didn't happen sooner. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have been asking for it's it. It's just, you, you know, you have Scarlett Johansson at peak Scarlett Johansson. Like, yeah. And there's not a lot of Scarlett Johansons. No. You know, maybe you get a new one every three to five years, but they're mm-hmm. rare. Uh, so I think that you have to take advantage of, you know, this the, the height of her popularity, which, you you know, is really experiencing right now. Um, and, and you have to make this Black Widow movie. You have to make it soon. Yeah. Um, you know, Ca- Captain Marvel, is it's not enough. You know, just to have one, why does there only need to be one in in each universe or whatever? Um, yeah, I, I hope that you know. I hope that they get a female filmmaker for this. Yeah, I think that would be great. Um, and 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 a solo female filmmaker yes. again. I'll do respect uh, to um, uh, Fleck and Bowden, Anna Bowden, mm-hmm. right? Anna Bowden, uh, who's co-directing Captain Marvel, which is as good as directing. Yeah, you know that. I mean, the co thing it means nothing, but I would like to see a woman, at, you know, at the helm alone. Yeah, uh, for a Black Widow movie, I would like to see. I mean, hopefully this, like I say, will go will help improve the character within the Marvel universe. I'd also like to see. I think for me, Black Widow and Hawkeye are two of the characters that are really people just haven't really. They tried to do a bit of Hawkeye backstory previously and flesh out the character. I would, I would buy, I would be quite interested in seeing a standalone Hawkeye movie. Um, but Black Widow, I think, is definitely, as you say, a very shrewd movie. You right would now. be more interested in Hawkeye than than Black Widow. No, I would be interested. Okay, They're both okay. kind of on a level for me. All right, um, but I think this is a, a good thing for. I think this one could, could be a prequel and go back to her days, sort of being trained. Yeah. I, I don't know what else you think it could be. Well, I think it could be. I mean, I, I'm assuming. And I might be totally incorrect here. I assume it would be some kind of origin story, some sort of story around that, or an offshoot from the current cycle saying, in the Marvel. A lot universe. of fans are, are taking it right. Like, there's so much you can do with with a Black Widow movie. I I really think if they can find the right, well, you, you know, can see angle. her go from black uh, black girlfriend to black fiance to black wife to then sadly losing her husband and becoming Black Widow. <laughs> you could go through the whole. The whole romance, the whole Tinder, <laughs> Avengers Tinder. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, that was just an idea. I'm not saying yeah, that Disney have to do that. I'm just, just saying. A lot of fans are interpreting this though as uh, Black Widow survives Avengers three, 
And, you know, others are being like, well, we already knew she was coming back for Avengers 4. Yeah. And, I, you know, again, we don't know anything at this point because yeah. this could be a prequel. That makes sense. That's that would be quite interesting. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in this. And I think, as you say, yeah. now is the time to make it. Okay, so next. Next. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about my scoop this week. Um, all right, for IGN. Fancy Pants. Mr. Fancy Pants, look at me with all the news. Uh, yeah, so I did an interview for IGN uh, last weekend uh, with Michael Pena for uh it's actually to do with 12 strong but we i couldn't sit with him and not talk about um luis uh, ant-man luis who's a, a brilliant character one of my favorite characters i know so obviously we know ant-man and the wasp is is, is coming out uh, in a couple of months time and he dropped into conversation that um we were talking about how the character has developed and the whole interview is up on ign by the way ign.com um and he basically said he dropped in that he doesn't know what they would want to do or if they would want him in the third movie and that's the first time that anybody's really spoken about a potential third Ant-Man movie. Um, apart, apart from the like, if it was offered, would you do one? Yes. So it seems that potentially Lewis is going to be maybe going off and doing, you know, he's going to feature again in, in a future Ant-Man movie. I did ask about, because obviously this is the first time that he and Chris Hemsworth had met. They're both in Marvel, Chris being Thor, him being Lewis. And I said, is that the first time I've actually met? And he said, yes, it was. That was the first time they met and worked together, which suggests that Lewis also won't be making an appearance in the Avengers Infinity timeline as it currently stands at the moment. So You've lost me a little. I'm a little confused, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, <laughs> so break it but, down for you. He, but but let me I mean he's look, said that, you know, he's talked no, about a third movie. Yeah, I, I mean I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got that. But yeah, but he, he lost me in timelines. Okay. So basically he and Chris obviously working together on Twelve Strong, that is the first time that they had met and they'd never worked together I before, gotcha. which suggests that Lewis is currently not appearing I see what you're saying. In that Avengers Assemble line of movies. I gotcha. Yeah. You see that? Well, there's three Iron Man movies, right? And there's three Thor movies, right? And there's three Captain America movies, right? There is. So I'm always going going to assume. I I would have assumed there was was going going to be a third one. People do like Ant Man. They do like the character, and I think they like the the world Mm -hmm. around that. So uh, I, I would. When he said that, I was like, yeah, I think a third movie would be great. All right. Well, it seems we're getting an Ant-Man 3, folks. That would be good. <laughs> uh, we'll just see. You know, I hope Peyton Reed comes back to direct it. I think so. It would you be- kind of look like Peyton Reed a little. Someone else said that recently. Looking at you saying it. Yeah, someone else said that quite recently. Um, okay, let's talk about Black Panther. Let's do it. Advanced sales mm. uh, through the roof. Yeah. Well, the roof. Give it, give it to me. You're the box okay, so office basically guy. This, it, this is your... the, the pre-sale um, on Black Panther. The advanced ticket sales sold more than any other movie Woo! in the Marvel universe, which I think is a a very good sign. I think a lot of people are very excited about this. This opens end of February, right? Yeah, but also bear in mind that Black Panther to, to to the it's uh, it's mid February. Okay. To uh, to the average person on the street, Black Panther up until now has not been a particularly like tip of your tongue character right no he I don't, not at all yep you know probably mm-hmm. up there with the likes of ant-man and doctor strange your average yep. moviegoer didn't know about these characters wasn't involved with them so for something like black panther to come out okay they've done an amazing job with the trailers and stuff like that and the cast is phenomenal but this level of interest in a property that is fundamentally compared to other marvel characters unknown and untested it's it's, it's phenomenal it's different yeah. It looks like it has personality. Some yeah. of these Marvel movies, you know, like, what is the personality of Thor 2? Yeah. Uh, you know, so, some of these Marvel movies sort of lack uh, that personality. And I think that is what is really exciting about Black Panther. Yeah. 
it's all uh, it's a very it's a very sort of specific world and take and uh, i'm excited to see what ryan coogler has come up with and i think this just goes to prove as well i mean for a long time as we saw a lot of this sort of in the 90s and the early 2000s is hollywood was making a lot of movies with predominantly african-american casts that were marketed to african-american audiences on the proviso that this is a movie about black people so really, it'll be mostly black people who want to watch it. Yeah, that's we not are. True. Yeah, of course it's not true. But it, that was whether that was action or drama or comedies, and that was the way it's gone. Hollywood has finally woken up to the fact that you can have predominantly African American casts telling stories that are really deeply linked to African American sort of uh, uh, dreams, aspirations, uh, heritage, etc., etc. And it's not just black people who will want to go and watch this movie. Audiences now are getting more and more colorblind, and this is proof, if ever Hollywood needed it, that everybody's interested in these stories and everybody's interested in these characters. It's not, it's not a kind of heritage or race thing. If you make good characters, they could be whoever they are, but audiences will pay to go and see them. Black Panther. Yeah, doing very well. exciting. I haven't seen any preview stuff on that yet, but I'm super psyched for that invite to drop in my inbox. I hope to see it soon. Oh. Um, I'll be your plus one yet. Not nice of you to ask. How nice of you to ask. That's good. <laughs> let's move over to Fox. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Deadpool 2 moving up a couple of weeks. Exciting for all the uh, Deadpool fans out there. And yet, that means that its second weekend goes up against Solo. Mm. So there's a question right now. Is Solo actually going to come out at the end of May? We still haven't seen anything. Mm. Haven't seen official poster. Nope. An official image, Teaser. really, besides that, like one, you know, image with like the gang in the cockpit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Awkward. I'm make a couple of X's on that one. <laughs> um, Although I still see when I see, see stories um, like, to do with Solo, um, a lot of people are still using that photo, and I'm like, out of date image. I, I think you could open this movie without a single trailer or yeah. poster and it would do pretty fucking well. Yeah. So it's not about, you know, whether they have enough time to market it. Um I just wonder if they're going to delay it to give Ron Howard more time. I don't know, it's just a very suspicious you know, timing thing. Like Disney, I, I know that they can't really, you know, that sale has not gone through. That's going to mm. take like a year. Yeah. So I don't know how much communication the two are allowed to have as far as collusion between the two separate technically, you know, studios. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's suspicious that, that the timing of that, don't you think? A little bit. That Deadpool 2 would open a week before Solo? Yeah. A little bit. I don't know. But both of those are movies where, um, where there is a lot of anticipation for them. D- Deadpool 2, I think is going to be okay. better. Here's my hot prediction. You think I it's going to be Deadpool better than Deadpool? 2, no. no. Oh, okay. I mean, yes, I, I I think Deadpool 2 is going to be better than Deadpool. That's right. not what I was saying. I, didn't, I wasn't that big a fan of the original Deadpool. I think that it's going to do better than Solo. What do you think of that prediction? Could the R-rated Deadpool 2 outgross Solo? I think that's interesting. Do you think I'm, do you think I, I'm wrong? Do you want to make a bet? No. I, no. Last time it cost me breakfast, which I still owe you, by the way. <laughs> that's right. Um, no, I don't. No, I think it's going to be very close um, because I think they're both going to bring in some pretty monster amounts of money. But I don't know whether. Like, I, I don't want to sit. Would... It's just like with the five it's, it's month gap one between, between. It's well, it's different because Last Jedi just opened. Yeah, Han Solo would open in May theoretically. Yeah, uh, that's only five months. Like I, I feel like there would be some Star Wars fatigue a little bit. Mm. Um, whereas I think that there's a real hunger for Deadpool too. 
there, know. there we'll is. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's actually I hadn't thought about that because until the, you the, said. the last few years, every every time a Star Wars movie has come out, that yeah. has led the box office. Right? Was did like yeah. Rogue One finish number one? Yes, last it did. Jedi finish they've number all, one. They all finish number one. Right. So this one should finish number one. I'm saying that's my prediction. It won't. So crazy. That's really interesting. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Fox also delayed New Mutants. Yes. Pushed it back ten months. This yeah. is a significant delay. It's a, for a yeah. movie that was scheduled to come out in April. And I think this is part of the, the Disney Fox thing. I think this is where that is really coming into play. Because I think they want to step back, refocus, and make sure they're positioning it correctly. Because that's the kind of dark stuff that Disney, not like the, the sub-brands, haven't put out before. I'm not, it's a new positioning for them. I completely... I'm not going to, you know... I believe that these movies are going theatrical. Yeah. Okay, New Mutants. I, I believe in this release date, February yeah. 2019. That said, Disney is putting together its over-the-top service, mm. its streaming service. And I have heard rumors that if not New Mutants itself, if they continue with New Mutants, yeah. that franchise could be for the Disney OTT service. As is that wild? Or as a as, as fi- as, series? As films. Interesting. That they would be doing original films. So they're going to do a Netflix Yes, that could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like making that up. Mm. Like that—that's fact. They're definitely going to be putting you know original movies on that service. Uh, that would be interesting because then, in that case, they would be effectively the first to create what we have in potentially, if they wanted to do this, what we have in the movie theater season. So it's like start of summer box office, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you start to create those if you want to release really say New Mutants like every nine months or every six months or every twelve months. You then make this appointment viewing. You could even put it, and this is something that they tried within within humans and it didn't quite work. Is you can put these films out in that dead spot in the calendar. So the kind of the right, Labor Day week. Yeah, the Labor Day weekends and the kind of the, the end of September, just before all the awards and the yes. holiday movies start to come. That, they could use it and kind of fill those. Okay. And then, whether they're in theaters or at home, every single big beat, they are hitting with something big I, and new. I don't know what the budget is for New Mutants, yeah. but I think that you could... This is my another prediction. I think that you're going to start to see a lot more superhero movies in like the 30 to $50 million range. How much did Kick-Ass cost? Do you remember? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. Low. I mean, it's it was, it was, it pretty low, low. budget. Yeah. I think you're going to start to see some some more medium budget superhero movies. Well, that's sort of twenty twenty five million dollars sweet spot. Well, well, things were like like New Mutants, where you basically turn it into a horror movie where mm. there's superpowers involved. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, real yeah. quick, I just looked it up. It was a uh, thirty million for Kick Ass. Kick Ass. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that that's the low end of my range that I was saying, but thirty to fifty million, I think, is where you're going to start to see these movies come in, because then it makes sense, you know, to put it on the over the top service. Yeah. If if that's what you're trying, you're trying to boost subscribers. Like, if Netflix is going to pay ninety. You know, for a big budget Will Smith thing, mm. I think Disney would be willing to pay you know forty for you know a, 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 a hot brand like X Men with New Mutants, but like you know doesn't have big necessary big stars in it. Yeah. Now with them talking about the uh, Zeno Hour in the chat is saying that uh, they're predicting that Solo will only make five hundred to six hundred million worldwide, um, where Deadpool two uh, could make more. Interesting. It's kind of in line. I, I yeah. just uh, I, I don't know how many box office. 
uh, projection people would would predict that. I have to talk to Ed Douglas and, and see yeah. what he would think. I mean, I just find it quite going back to talking about you know sort of the fact we haven't seen any promo for a lot of these movies. It is very strange because when you think that like, with the other Star Wars movies, they have a year, run a up. year, a year. Almost, almost a full yes. date, date to date calendar year. Now, obviously, this is different with the reshoots and everything. Yeah, uh, they had to reconfigure but a lot of stuff, bring in new characters, there. new casting. I mean, Ron has done a lot of reshoots, but he hasn't. It's not like th- there isn't footage there that they could have banked and and put out. And how many times do we see trailers that are basically you don't see a lot of that stuff in the final right. cut? I'm, you know, so, I, it's like I don't want to contribute to those like solos being delayed rumors. Yeah. Because I haven't heard that. No. And it's still entirely possible that they could make the date. You know, it's not like they're the type of company Lucasfilm that gives long lead looks at movies. Mm. So, you know, a lot of movies start screening for, you know, maybe they screen for Simon and I a week or two before they come out. Yeah, that's about normal. If they screen for a lot of other magazine people and stuff like that a month out. Yeah. You know. Lucasfilm is, doesn't do. No one's showing you Last Jedi a month from release. No, no, so not, they not don't. Even, they don't need that extra cushion. It's not even that trick where sometimes they go, "Let's get a load of journalists in a theater and show them right. a couple of five or ten minute sequences and stuff like that to get some long lead feature stuff." That's um, interesting. All right, let's stay with Fox. Let's talk about Gambit. Yes. Gambit was also uh, part of the uh, trio of films that yep. got new dates. It moved from. Uh, February, right? Yep. Fe- right, from Valentine's Day to the summer, which I think makes sense. I don't know how romantic a, a movie Gambit was looking to be. Uh, but anyways. On, but on that point, right. counter-programming. Yeah, I suppose. Um, anyways, it's like, do you want to do, should, should this movie be counter-programming or should it be the, prof, the mm. fucking programming? No, true. Uh, it lost another director. Gore Verbinski uh, bolted. Deadline had something about scheduling issues. Looking at his plate, I don't know what the big pro- the pressing projects are. On I, think, his- I think the scheduling issue is the fact that he didn't want to schedule it into his like, schedule. The, the, like it was in, so it was on the schedule. It was going to shoot yeah. in March. Doesn't he have like the next year blocked off? Like where is the scheduling issue? I'm not sure. Uh, last I heard about the project, it was undergoing rewrites to make it more more gnawlings. Okay. Uh, to give it more of that southern flavor. Mm. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan had been in talks for the female lead. I don't know if they bring in a new director, if that will stand. I don't know if her deal has closed Mm. and the new director is inheriting her or if the new director just has Channing to work with and will be able to make their own, his or her own decisions. Um, I wrote, you know, my piece was sort of about how shit, if Channing Tatum actually wants to get this movie made, why not just direct it yourself? Hmm. He has aspirations to direct. He's developing he two projects uh, to direct for Gimme Leonard Peacock and the Sun. But that is a big one for him to cut his teeth. Yeah, it's, on. A, it's a huge leap. Yeah, it's a huge That's leap. A, and it's a, but like people spe- have done it. Yeah, they have. But especially when you've got something like Gambit, which I mean, God, I don't know how long they've been talking about doing this movie. I mean, it's a long time. Uh, and would you really want to for something that's gestated so long so, and you're finally making it happen? Would you give that to somebody completely I, new? I don't know that it would be Channing Tatum solo. I yeah. think, you know, Channing would, if he directed it, and I doubt that he will, mm. even though I'm sure it's already all storyboarded, you know, he can sort of just come in and shoot what, anyways, I think it would be Channing and Reed Carolyn, his producing partner. They were yeah. going to co-direct the sun together. So I think that there would be an, another set of eyes, yeah. you know, you, calling you, the shots there yeah. alongside Channing. You'd need to stabilize uh, it. And they, they are the two producers on the project, too. It's not mm-hmm. like they're just, you know, actors 
for hire necessarily. Uh, they, you know, they have a creative stake in it. Um, or, you know, someone reached out and said, is this even Channing Tatum's passion project? Or is this something he just sort of got shoehorned into five years ago? And now the press is expecting it, and he's, you know, feels yeah. pressured to deliver. And maybe he just wants out. And maybe that's why he's – I don't know if it's him that's, you know, making these directors flee. And, like, mm-hmm. I want certain – this script change and, you know, uh, creative differences sort of thing. But it's a lot of directors to come and go. I'd like to see – I mean, I'd really like to see someone with a bit of an action heritage um, come through and, and direct this. I mean, I was thinking the other day – Say it. No. Say it. John McTiernan. Yeah, John McTiernan! He's available. John McTiernan. No, but I was thinking... The, 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 that would be awesome. <laughs> Have him and Rennie Harlan fucking co-direct. Oh, wow, I was... Yeah. Oh, my God. 90s gasm. Oh, that would, that be, would be amazing. Um, no, but I was thinking the guys that had sort of done the, the John Wick movies, um, if they could bring some of that finesse to that character Gambit, would be quite good. And also, there would be that that darkness, which would actually really play well on the New Orleans setting. It sounds like a heist film. It sounds like it's going to be like a kind of light heist comedy a yeah. little bit. I don't know. John Woo? John Woo. He's now hilarious. That, that's a name that I haven't heard for <laughs> quite some Face Off is actually pretty funny. But so. yeah, Face Off is great. I watched Face Off quite recently, actually. Good God, some of those stunt doubles are absolutely terrible. There's a scene towards, towards the end where um, John Travolta... John Travolta is hanging off the side of the boat. Mm-hmm. There's a guy playing John Travolta's stunt double. He looks nothing like John Travolta, and his his wig is very, very bad. So that some parts of that I, don't stand up to a rewatch. I just, but it's still I a know great movie. you're yeah, I know you're not sitting here talking shit about Face Off right no, no, now. Like, I know it's you wouldn't do that. No, but I thought it's, it was that. really distracting, really distracting. But yeah, um, one more piece of, of uh, exciting sure. superhero news. Mm-hmm. This is the best thing to happen in DC films in quite some time, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Mike DeLuca mm-hmm. coming on to produce Suicide Squad 2. I think Mike DeLuca see like I was so fucking pumped for Suicide Squad. I loved yeah. the idea in theory of a group of villains teaming up. Like it's brilliant. Mm. I think Mike DeLuca knows what these movies are supposed to be, knows what they could be, and is going to make sure that's what Suicide Squad 2 is, or at least that's what I'm hoping. Mike DeLuca has some of the best taste in Hollywood. This movie needs a strong producer. There's just so many big people and egos and forces at work on Suicide Squad 2, it feels like. It needs a fucking ringleader. Uh, And I think Mike DeLuca is the right person, so this bodes extremely well for a sequel that I still want to see, even though it's to a awful movie. Yes. Um, I don't think they could do worse than Suicide Squad. Um, that was such a missed opportunity in so many ways. Um, so I think anything will be better. Chances are. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it won't be difficult to better that. Um, just going back briefly to what you were talking about, directors for Gambit. Yeah. Uh, people are saying uh, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, Catherine that Bigelow. Would be interesting. I don't really um, see that happening. Uh, but um, Z- uh, Zayas in the chat is saying Ava DuVernay for Black Widow. I'm very interested to see what what has happened with Wrinkle uh, in Time. First of all, I think that's totally possible. I I, yeah. I think Mar- I think Marvel and Lucasfilm want to work with Ava DuVernay. So yeah. Um, will be quite interesting. So, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, so one other bit of um, uh, superhero-related stuff before we move on to, to other topics. Um, Avengers 4, apparently, um, could involve a time travel plot. Now, 
I'm a fan of time travel plots, but having already seen how badly that works in some of the X-Men movies, I don't think it, it would need to be done well, and I don't think Avengers needs to go there with that. What are your thoughts I th- on that You one? just took the words right out of my mouth. That X-Men movie, we're talking about Days of Future Past, yeah. right? That X-Men movie Did not work. is fucking garbage. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. I think time travel is a terrible idea. Yeah, it and doesn't I'm, need it, and I'm not a fan. When you when you have the ability in a film series to do interdimensional stuff, I don't think then you need to double down with time travel stuff. Star Trek Four sounded like it was going to be awful too. Yeah, so maybe that's why they haven't made it. Yeah, maybe. Um, what was the Shane Black thing you were talking about? Oh yeah, Shane Black uh, is apparently going to be rewrite uh, writing a reboot of the 1960s TV show uh, The Avengers. You remember when that film came out with, yeah, with Ray, um, Fiennes, Ray right? Fiennes and Uma Thurman? Yeah, that actually isn't it's... absolute dog shit. Yeah, it is. It's a bad film, <laughs> but there are some good <laughs> ideas in there. Seriously, uh-huh. it just wasn't carried out particularly well. No, uh, interesting pop fact for you. When the first Avengers movie came out, in the UK, they had to call it Avengers Assemble because this British TV right, show, exactly. if it was the Avengers, they thought people wouldn't understand that this wasn't right. the TV show, which is Even quite... though there's a gigantic green monster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it has nothing to do with this. But yeah, so Shane Black, uh, very interesting that he's looking at doing a reboot of this. It's looking like it's going to be TV, but I seriously think the Avengers TV show is something that really could now re-looked at, could make a good movie. But then you've got Avengers and Avengers on the big screen. HP for hard pass. Really? Yeah. See, I think you could do. Like, they could do something fun with this, but obviously, with Avengers on the big screen, it's a great, you then it's have a great, it's a great, it's a great name. It's a great yeah. piece of IP. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be watching it. No, okay. But I like Shane Black, so I saw that little bit of tidbit this week. Tidbit, and I thought it was actually quite good. There's a whole bunch more tidbits. Yeah, but before we get to them, okay, let's talk about box office. Okay, cool. So, what comes out this week? We got the commuter. Oh, you and I commuter. saw the commuter. We did. Um, what did you think? Let's talk. We can talk about the commuters. Before we get to okay. the box office, let's talk about the movies that are opening this week. Okay. Uh, what is opening this weekend? Proud Mary and the Commuter. Proud Mary, the Commuter, Paddington Two, and the Post is going wide. Okay. Did you see Paddington Two? Uh, yes, I did. And you loved it. I, I loved it. Full, I've heard full, it's great. Full disclaimer. Yep. Um, the director and writer of, of, of Friends. Uh, Look I, at I, you. I, so I, well, I'm, I have a fucking Paddington Bear disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer, I have a Paddington Bear at home, so... But also, no, so just so it's like, oh, he's a friend of yours. Uh, it's genu- I love the first one. It's genuinely a very good movie. It, it's so crowd pleasers. Yeah. And it, it just, everything that it does, it just does really, really well. Um, it's well, got a, it's just very you, funny. When, Hugh Grant is hilarious. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. Um, I've heard he's really good. Yeah, he's really, really fair. good. This Maybe he'll get a Golden Globe nom next year. Well, yeah, I'm just very surprised that it wasn't nommed... At all. I mean, obviously, it was, it was Weinstein, and then Warner bought it quite late in the year. So this was quite a but it did. A, quite it a came out. Th- it came out this year. Uh, Paddington Two came out this year, yeah. Right. But it, it was obviously they didn't know. Maybe what next the, the year, though. Was. Maybe next year. Next Grant year would be good. I'm a bit of a shame award. that he wasn't nominated this year, as it would coincide lovely with the film coming out. But there you go. Okay. Um, yeah, but Paddington Two, I absolutely loved it. I mean, it's you know, it's not going to win an Oscar. It's not that kind of movie, but it's just a really good, fun, warm, entertaining. Uh, Pretty exciting you sound family like you need movie. A hug, buddy. You need no, a hug? it's just it's really really nice. Now, a lot of these family movies that are, that that are put out there are so they kind of they don't work for everybody. But this one really does. I mean, the, I saw it twice: once with industry people, um, and once with a with a complete full audience at the premiere mm-hmm. last weekend. And everybody 
really had great fun with this. It wasn't just industry lovey lovey, oh, the first one did really well, let's jump on the bandwagon. People were genuinely laughing. It was a wonderful feeling to see people enjoying this film in the same way. So Paddington 2 is really, really good. It, I, I think it's, I've yet to find anybody who said anything negative about the film. Everybody's come away liking, you know, the, the movie or, or something about it. So I think it's good. It's going to do quite well this weekend as well. Uh, the commuter we saw together, coincidentally, uh, sitting there with our little pretzel bites at the AMC Century Oh, and Simon City. had his little Sour Patch I had my little kid. Sour Patch Just kids nibbling on the little, little sour candy. You know, I like to I like to have a snack while I'm eating, uh, watching a movie. I wanted one so bad, I wanted to just, you but I didn't want to. Should have just. I didn't want to. It was right there, it was between the us in the armrest. Right you could have just dipped in. Yeah, uh, yeah the commuter. Um, it's there's a there's a lot of good stuff in there. It's not particularly exciting. Uh, some nice little set pieces. Um, it licks along at a fair old pace. I didn't really care about many of the characters. That was kind of the big problem for me. Right. Well, there aren't That's, any characters. There aren't any yeah. really characters. Uh, a lot of about, the, there's Liam Neeson and a bunch of archetypes. Yeah, but you know, all the people he interacts with, it's like uh, some of them, you didn't really develop that, no, that the only, well. No, there's, um, there's only one you could care about, and they're gone pretty early. Yeah. Um, I, it was fine. It, it it does what it, you know, it, it says on the tin. It, it delivers kind of, you know, a bit of action and a bit of, A you bit know, of mystery thriller. and intrigue. Some but, of the red herrings are a little bit too obvious to be yes. honest with you and I mean we both knew what the ending was going to be you, pretty early on in the in film the first 10 minutes it's not difficult to work you could go out. on IMDb right now and tell me what happens yeah it's really not that difficult sure. but um, you know it was fun and it sets it up for a sequel so I could oh absolutely gosh, see Christ. the commute to uh, to commute to com- yeah I don't know to, to like, no, you had it right. The, yeah, the to commuter. commuter. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's fine. I it's would not his fully best encourage everyone to go to the tracking board, not just because I am the editor in chief, okay. but because Drew McWeenie is one of the best film critics out there, right. and he had a great time skewering this movie. Oh, he did not like it. Oh, he gave it a big fat D. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Which which would have been his the worst review I've seen him file, Can except for say, the review he filed after that we broke embargo on. I, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oops. oops. Ten of thieves. Oops. oops. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't Google Big Fat D. By the way. Um, <laughs> just a warning. Uh, not that I've done it, but uh, a friend told me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I thought it was fine. I mean, I'm actually a, a, the, the director previously has done. He did Unknown, which I thought was quite funny because Liam Neeson keeps getting phone calls. I won't spoil He's the movie. Very good no on spoilers. the phone, but yeah, his phone voice. Talk is, about dialing it if in. If you could get him to record your voicemail, it would be the greatest. Oh, oh, ways at the moment. If you have ways oh, yeah. as your navigation, you can actually suggest uh, to uh, choose Liam Neeson's voice to do. Your right. directionals, which is great. I have been driving around with Liam Neeson telling me where to go uh, for a couple of days. But with, when the phone keeps going, it always comes up as unknown. And I was like, well, that's clever, because the director also directed Unknown, which also starred Liam Neeson. <laughs> yes. I was tittering <laughs> to myself. <laughs> but it's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love The Shallows. I thought that was a really great movie. This is not as tense as The Shallows. Um, I, I'm going to quote was... you on that. I loved The Shallows. I loved The Shallows. I did. I really enjoyed that. I like The Shallows. Um, and uh, I mean, I didn't like Unknown. Um, no, the other Unknown's one they did was the worst be- one. This is this, better than Unknown. This but is it's not the great. same movie as Nonstop. It's like almost fundamentally, literally the yeah. same movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't go expecting Taken on a Train. Yeah. It's not that. Although Drew Drew basically said he's playing John Taken, just like he's played John Taken in a zillion other movies. 
Even though his name is Brian Mills. I thought <laughs> props to Drew on his John Taken reference. Um, um, so let's talk about bo- uh, box office. Because okay. they, they didn't screen Proud Mary. They did not screen Proud Mary. Right. And from what reactions I've seen online Which is today, bullshit. Yeah. And there were, there were people that wanted to go and see it on Thursday previews last night. And the studio apparently was dead set on it not opening before midnight. Um, so I know a lot of people have been to see it. Eh, apparently it's not great. Um, so this is what we're looking at. Get out of town. So it looking like Jumanji is going to take top spot again. Uh, with uh, some, some which is crazy. This movie's doing great. Yeah. Sony's not getting enough credit. And I, I know, listen, they haven't announced it yet. Uh, Jumanji Ma- too. Yeah, Hollywood math dictates a sequel. There yeah. will be a Jumanji yeah. sequel. Someone will announce it. Someone will claim a big fucking exclusive. Yeah. It'll be one of the fucking trades. It'll, it'll happen. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I think it'll it'll be announced like as soon as this starts to end its theatrical run. I think this is going to be confirmed. Yeah. Um, so Commuter's coming out. Uh, Jumanji's going to take top spot. Commuter is going to look at a weekend of uh, three day of about ten, uh, four day of uh, twelve point three million. That's low. It is low. It's a lot low. Oh, I, I, I would thought have it was thought fifteen be, to eighteen. That's exactly where I would have pitched it. But apparently, it's looking at ten that's to not good. Okay. Three, not good. Uh, Paddington Two is looking at about sixteen Commuter's mil. Commuter's a boring, a boring title. Yeah, so. uh, sixteen mil to twenty mil for the three to four day weekend. The first one took eighteen point nine mil when it opened. So this would be on target. What, which a movie? Bit on that. Paddington Two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Proud Mary. I think Paddington Two is going to do better. I think it's going to overperform think, around twenty-five. I, yeah, I think twenty-two to twenty-five would be entirely doable yep. with Paddington this weekend. Uh, Proud Mary. They're looking at low to mid-teens, so I think that's going to come in just behind the commuter. Probably what yeah. I would say ten, maybe twelve. That's a movie that could overperform to too, though. Uh, yeah, The Post uh, is looking at a, a weekend as it expands of about eighteen million, which is kind of right. okay. Sounds so right. yeah, so I mean, there's not a, a huge amount of choice there, right? Right now, a lot of the stuff that came out pre-Christmas for the award season is expanding at the moment. Another one is uh, All the Money in the World. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, people are asking if we are going to discuss that in the show. We are going to get to that in oh, just a second. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, really, out of those, Paddington 2, for me, is the best bet. Commuter is fine. Proud Mary, I haven't seen. On the post, I loved, but I know it won't be everybody's cup of tea. Um, so we'll all right. Well, there's God. There's just so much more to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Should we talk about all the money in the world first of all? Let, let's, let's just, just get to it. Okay. So everybody knows that there that had to be reshot after Kevin Spacey was erased from right. the film, replaced by Christopher Plummer, um, a plumber who's getting more work than the Mario brother these days, mm-hmm. which is great. Right. Everybody wants Christopher Plummer in everything. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Get Plummer. Um, so yeah. So basically, we knew that there were going to be reshoots. Came out this week that uh, Michelle Williams received like a thousand dollars. For reshoots, uh, Mark Wahlberg received over a million dollars for reshoots. Also, then came out the story this week about the fact that he uh, apparently, according to reports, wouldn't okay Christopher Plummer being brought on done for the reshoots unless he got this money because that was in his contract where he got to okay his his co stars or any replacements. Um, obviously, this is not; it doesn't make Mark Wahlberg look particularly good um, at all. It is worth bearing in mind, though, and I'm not justifying what he's done because I think they both should have been paid the same amount of money to do this. And Michelle Williams is an excellent actress, so it's not parative with her talent at all. They are, I believe, represented by the same people. Yeah. Which kind of makes you think somebody here has dropped the ball. That That's You fair. would think you'd fight that, that both it, clients to get a better deal, right? I, I think it's completely fair to question WME in this case. Yeah. Completely fair. I'd be pissed if Here, that was me. Here's the thing. 
because there's so many things that aren't being considered now. Okay. It's fucking crazy. And the problem with society today is that you can't even have the conversation. You can't even raise the questions and the issues that I am about to raise on Twitter because you will be savaged. Right. And the messenger is shot. Okay? I've had so many conversations with women in the industry. Okay? Women who know what it's really like. And it, they don't live in this fucking fantasy world, and they don't. They didn't. They didn't. They thought it wasn't fair, but they didn't really bat an eyelash. Here's the thing: we don't know how much either of them got paid to start. Mm. What were their starting salaries? What did Michelle Williams get paid to do the movie? Mm. What did Mark Wahlberg get paid to do the movie? We do not know this. Mm-hmm. Mark Wahlberg makes, let's say, fifteen to twenty million dollars a movie. Yep. From what I've read, he took an 80% pay cut. Mm-hmm. So what is 20% of $15 million? We'll go to the low route. 20, 20% of $15 million is $3 million. Yeah. Let's say he got $3 million. Let's say Michelle Williams' quote is $5 million. Mm-hmm. She gets $5 million to start. Mm-hmm. She's the lead. The, so, so, so we don't know those things, yeah. to, number one. Number two. <laughs> God, there's just so much. Um... We don't know how many like how many days or scenes they were asked to reshoot, mm-hmm. right? I, I read a recent report that said they basically shot approximately the same number of days because Christopher Plummer was only there ten days. So you know what's the difference between eight days, six days, whatever? It seemed to me like he shared more scenes with Mark Wahlberg than Michelle Williams. Mm-hmm. It seemed to me like there was more things. Yep. Number two, th- they were outraged that that the public is blaming Mark Wahlberg. This is why you have fucking contracts, people. Okay, this is why you get co-star approval. Kevin Spacey touching a bunch of guys, or allegedly. <laughs> what? How is that Mark Wahlberg's fucking problem? It's not his problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, he he negotiated for a certain clause in his contract. Mm-hmm. Whether he had reshoots or not in his contract, it's not even. Guys, this isn't reshoots. I don't even know that this falls under the category of reshoots because it's a month before. Because the movie was made, right? So how would you categorize the, it? Then? The movie was made, but then there's probably reshoots on the movie yep. after it's cut, mm-hmm. right? And then it's publicized. And now you're telling him to go back for more reshoots? That's a special circumstance. Mm. He is absolutely entitled to his $1.5 million. Now, that may not be the issue here. The issue is that why wasn't Michelle Williams paid $1.5 million? Here's and whether listen a thousand dollars you know overall and they're eighty pound per DM that's crazy. She should have either negotiated it like you know just like where Jennifer Lawrence said I felt bad because I didn't know my worth mm. you know and she wished that she had negotiated maybe Michelle Williams people should have negotiated I don't know if she had reshoots in her contract she said she was nice and you know and wanted to you know help the production out mm. good for her. Mark Wahlberg doesn't have to do that, and it doesn't make him an asshole to get what he is entitled to, what he is valued to be getting, yeah. cons- especially considering the fucking pay cut that he took in the first place. But here's the most controversial thing that I'm going to say on mm. this point, and this is just these are facts that I'm throwing at you. Don't shoot the messenger. Mark Wahlberg is a movie star. Mm-hmm. Michelle Williams is not. Mark Wahlberg puts asses in seats. Michelle Williams does not. I have the numbers right here in front of me. And I got rid of all the franchises. Get rid of Transformers. Get rid of Daddy's Home. Get rid of Ted. Get rid of the, the movies where he shares billing 
with the uh, the other guys with Mark Wahlberg, or uh, I mean with uh, Will Ferrell, two guns with Denzel Washington. The happening, which people really saw because it's an M Night Shyamalan movie, mm-hmm. right? Pain and Gain, Contraband, The Fighter, Max Payne, Broken City, Lone Survivor, Patriot's Day, Deepwater Horizon, The Gambler, Invincible Shooter. I'm looking at the numbers here worldwide. They don't compare to the and. and don't even tell me about, like, I'm not a fan of Michelle Williams or talking shit about Michelle Williams. I was there at Dawson's Creek at the very start. And we're gonna, Dawson's Creek is going to play a part of this, too. Wendy and Lucy, Blue Valentine, Meek's Cutoff, Take This Waltz, Certain Women, My Week with Marilyn, which was her biggest hit, $14 million in the U.S. These are different statistics. Mm. You are paid based on your previous track record, first of all. Like... It's just crazy to me that that people equal pay. You get equal pay if you do equal things. Here now, here now. Here's where I'm going to bring in some other movies and stuff like that. Mm. In uh, Ghost in the Shell, you know Jessica Chastain was like Michelle Williams has been, and, and I love Jessica Chastain. Mm. Don't get me wrong, and she was only trying to help here. Jessica Chastain goes. Michelle Williams has been in the industry for 20 years. You know who else has been in the industry for 20 years? Michael Pitt. You know how I know that? Because they did fucking Dawson's Creek together mm. when they were fucking teenagers. Yeah. Michael Pitt, do you think he gets paid the same as Scarlett Johansson in Ghost in the Shell? Mm. Then, then people are going to talk about the, the lead versus supporting argument. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think Michael Fassbender got paid more for The Counselor than Brad Pitt did? Lead and supporting means it, these things mean nothing in terms of negotiating a contract. Mm. And you can absolutely be outraged by the systemic problem in Hollywood with women getting under underpaid. Again, I don't think that this is the example to do it with. Just like I, I had issues with a lot of the Amy Adams, Gen- Jennifer Lawrence reporting. By the way, this reporting comes with an agenda. Mm-hmm. It's, it's being released via USA Today. Do you guys see them breaking a lot of industry news and salary news? First of all, I don't even think we should know these people's salaries. It, it, it's bizarre. It's a little bizarre to me. Sports is one thing. Mm. I don't know that I. I've always actually had a problem when my editors have come to me and said, "Can you find out what so and so is getting paid for this?" Mm. It's not a fucking business, honestly. Yeah. No, I, I think that's fair. I think that's you fair. know you, you are only you only get what you can negotiate. And if Michelle Williams wants to fire WME, mm. I wouldn't blame her. I'm not saying she should. Yeah. But I wouldn't blame her. And, and the other thing, this is what really pissed me off. Okay. A lot of people taking shine. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm no, 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 no. It's mind. fine. It's fine. Mark Wahlberg's been get, getting shit on as an actor too. She has four Oscar nominations. She's fantastic. Nobody is arguing this. Mm. Don't sit there and tell me Mark Wahlberg is a bad actor. Mark Wahlberg has two Oscar nominations himself. Mark Wahlberg is a fine actor, and he does a very good job in All the Money in the World. And frankly, I've seen another actor play the same character. I thought Mark Wahlberg did a much better job. So there you go. That's my rant. You can't compare the two. It's apples and oranges, Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams. You should not be turning Mark Wahlberg into the villain because the villain is the fucking system in place. And if you want to change it, Michelle Williams, change agencies. I think you've made a lot of... I mean, I don't agree with all of your points, but I think you've made a lot of really valid points, and I think that's an Thank argument you, that... Thank you, because that, I couldn't make the points on Twitter. No, no, no. There's no reverb here. We can have an actual conversation, yeah. just like I had our actual conversations no, with women in the industry. But on Twitter, I get savaged the way any of this looks in print. Go on. No, no, 100%. And I think a, a lot of what you've said is there's, there's certainly... It's a strong argument. It's a reasoned argument, and some of which I, I agree with and some I don't. I think, for me, the problem here that is, the, is the parity between... 1.5 million and $1,000. And I think 
it's because that gap is so big. I don't she think... Waved, she waved... She waved... She, did, she didn't want... Money. She didn't ask for it. No, no, no. I know. You get what you asked for. Yeah, no. I, and entirely, and you're, you're 100% right in that. But I think it's because, and especially with... Um, the fact that women are generally underpaid in the industry um, and not represented as well as they should be. I think it's because the parity between $1.5 million and $1,000, the gap is so hugely... It's not even like they're both it millions. Looks bad. It, it looks, looks bad. bad. But and also, it is not Also, bad. you and I don't have $1.5 million. We have $1,000. $1,000 is to the man on the street an attainable, realistic physical, put your hands on, go to the bank, check your savings, sure. amount of money. not a lot of money. Anymore. That is a normal person amount of money. 1.5 million. Some people will never earn that in their entire life. That is movie star right. money. So, so the but, perception. Exactly. And a lot yes. of this is the perception. You're absolutely right. I think that, yes, if she asked for more, then that would have been up for negotiations. So I think that could have been done. I do think, and all your points about Mark Wahlberg are absolutely correct. I do think that if it was a case of the negotiation being done by the agents, I think the agents that have obviously they wouldn't get the same, but I think there was some conversations there that either perhaps didn't go as well as they should, or didn't happen, or just ended perhaps not with the with the ideal outcome. Mm-hmm. So I think that is something that needs to be issued. I think a lot of the outrage is coming from the fact that that parity is so big. I'm shocked that Venom is not playing a bigger role in this thing. Like. For, you know, Mark Wahlberg was this project was done to him. Yeah, and now he's getting maybe he's on vacation with his kids. And now he's getting called back to work on it. Michelle Williams, you know, I know that she had holiday plans with her mm-hmm. daughter and had to rearrange those. Yeah. She was under contract working on another Sony movie. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I spoke to, to Mark and the rest of the you cast know? about this when I, when it was the premiere here in LA. I was working the carpet for that. Everybody had moved on. This was done, dusted, signed, sealed, delivered. It was finished. They had moved on to other projects. I, I'm just saying it's more complicated. That's and this is it really is. all I'm saying. It is. It is a more complicated issue yeah. than so many articles I have read have made it out to be. And I know that a lot of those writers are just trying to do good, and they're just trying to mm-hmm. advance the discussion. Well, we, and it's a discussion that needs to be had. Yeah, but we have to con- we have to but, have context. But to, exactly, and, and to crucial. me, actresses, it's a tricky place to start. Yeah, because I think that the real problems are the little people, mm-hmm. the below the line people, mm-hmm. where you know a male costume designer. And a female costume designer are, you know, basically, you know, they're, all these people are doing the same thing. Mm. Michelle Williams is acting and Michelle and Mark Williams is acting and yep. the costume designers, you know, doing their thing and whatever. But, like, acting is different because people go to see the actors. Yes, they do. You know, that it's the foreign, you know, it's the actors that have, that have foreign value, not the costumes. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Um, I mean, I, I have that, this... so, so that's where the problem is. Yeah. It's really below the line. So when I have to hear people crying about not getting a, a million and a half for a week of work, it's like, you know, I don't know. If, have your agents foresee that potential problem? I just like you cannot put put the Kevin Spacey thing. It's not Mark Wahlberg's problem. No, he deserves. He's going to work. We all want to be paid when we go to work, yep. right? Yep. So why isn't he entitled to a million and a half? Yep. And for all we fucking know, Mark Wahlberg has donated that million and a half to charity. You don't even know what he's done with it. Yep. But no, but I, I think a lot of the points that you raised are, and I think this is the right forum to, to do this in. I think you're absolutely right to raise this. And the argument is an entirely valid one. But I think, especially as this is a hot button topic right now. It is. Um, I think 
the the immediate reaction, the knee jerk thing is right. like, ah, he's a dick, Ugh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh. And I think, yeah, I think there is an element to say, okay, he got a lot more money than her. Is that fair? But I think you do have to look at the big picture. Yeah, we have and to, all right the because if I add up. The three million that I said because in the beginning for Mark Wahlberg and the one and a half? Yeah, yeah. Right? That's four and a half million? What yeah. did I say at the beginning for Michelle Williams? Yeah. Five. So it's like she could still be getting more than him on this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though he's a much more valuable yeah. star. Co- context, you don't, context is and, key. And this is the thing. We don't know these things. Yeah. We do not know them. So many people will sit there and tell you that they think that they fucking know them. Mm-hmm. And even I'm sitting here posturing like I think I know them, but I don't fucking know them. Until you have the fucking contract in front of you, which I very much doubt USA Today has. Respectfully. That's all. Yeah. But no, good, uh, that's a good point, and I think points very well made. Yeah. It's, Thank you. It's not often that Thank you. you get on a soapbox. I don't. It's been a long time and, since I've had a fucking rant. So, sometimes Some of these when issues. you do, I'm like, oh, okay, really? But every single point that you've made there is absolutely valid. I, I tried. Convers- I was nervous driving in. I was like, you know, I'm, I, I said I'm going to talk about it. I yeah. want to talk about it. Right. I'm probably going right. to get killed for talking about it. But this is the truth. Well, I, it's really interesting. I had a the conversation. The numbers are right yeah. here. Well, similar on, on a similar issue, I had a conversation with a um, very influential um, female figure in the industry this week about representation or underrepresentation of women in the industry and how women are treated. And we had the conversation about the fact that you know when you have an issue where it involves women in the industry, uh, you there you have to be careful that decisions are being made for the right reasons, not for tokenism, because that does not help advance the agenda at all. Does not solve the problem. It's just tokenism and i think this is exactly the same you have to look at it big picture you have to look at it context and again there are certain it's like you're trying to do a math sum and some people don't have all the figures that end sum is never going to be right and at the end of the day like you say it doesn't matter what they're paid to do a role they're paid to do a job and a lot of it is they do do different things michelle williams adds prestige to a project i understand that but mark Wahlberg. Brings people to theaters. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, just the truth. People have to look at this yeah. in context I, I, and not knee jerk. It doesn't uh, help women. It doesn't help men. It doesn't help the industry. How, how much more time do we have in the show? Oh, you're good. You can keep going. Okay. All right, we got. Let's we got. You know, let's move on. I just want to cool. run down a few more things. Yeah, let's go for it. Fox canceled its Patty Hearst movie. It was yep. going to star uh, El Fanning and Yaya uh, Mateen Abdul Mateen. Sorry, yep. Abdul Mateen. Right. Um, after Patricia Hearst uh, basically complained that it, that the book that it's based on by Jeffrey Tubin sort of romanticized her abduction and rape and torture, mm-hmm. uh, and and Fox listened to you know a, a survivor of rape and didn't want her sort of make her relive that again with a, with a big movie from James Mangold, the director of, of Logan. They pulled the plug. Yeah, thumbs up or down. Is, is this is this sort of when people are like, well, you know, this is my story and and you can't have it. Like, you know, what do you, what do you think of that? Do you know, what? It's, it's, that's dangerous a little, right? Yeah, it, it is. It is, and I think in that there are important stories then that might not be told. Um, I mean, let's do. Just because stories are horrible, it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be told. I think Fox did the right thing here. I think they did the right thing. It is a very difficult thing because there are certain things that happen in history. Schindler's List. Right. The massacre of the Jews in the Second World War. Mm -hmm. Horrible. Unbelievably horrible. Story that needs to be told. Story that needs to be told. Yeah. I think when it's something that is smaller and personal, I think there is conversations to be had around that. And I think they've made the right decision here. Um, And it's good that they've listened and not gone... F you, we're just going to take the money and have this movie. And then you also avoid the controversy when it comes out. It's important to listen to all the arguments. It really is. So I think they've made the right call here. I I think they did too. It's not as if it's also a story that hasn't been told before. You're right. We know this story. The the 
especially given the climate, A, and the fact that, you know, Fox is about to get sold to Disney. Yeah. Uh, I understand why Disney would not want that sort of controversy hanging around. I don't know if they played a part in that decision or anything. Um, that said, yeah, it, it, it is it is a tricky issue. Yeah. Because um, you can't just have all these real-life subjects being like, well, you know, this is my story to tell, and, and that's how we lose so many great stories. Really good example, my, I, I Tonya. It's right. back in the headlines again this right. week, obviously doing doing quite well in movie theaters and getting a lot of a my, lot of love. My issue was that Patricia Hearst was like, you know, I, I don't want men telling my story. And I, again, I just have to think you we have to be very careful where we say men can't write about women. Well, we've had men this... can't write female leads. And, like, you know, yeah, I mean, a I... lot of men have written the greatest female characters of all time. Absolutely. And I think also again, and you know, to, to, there's there's the race thing in this as well. I think it's not a case of people can't tell the story or shouldn't tell the story. It will bring a different perspective to a story. Um, so I think we have to be very careful on that front. Um, but I think, it, it, again, it's right. something that has to be listened And Fox to. did. Yeah. And, and, and I think they made the right thing. Uh, Les Miserables, there's a new uh, edition yes. coming out, for, out from BBC. Mm-hmm. And I mixed up the uh, the roles when when it was announced. But Dominic West, yes. uh, David Oyelowo, and Lily Collins, and Olivia Coleman as well. They're going to star. Uh, Dominic West is going to be Four of my favorite Jean Valjean. in the industry as talent. I, yeah, it's, all it's, it's, it's hugely watchable. Yeah, L- Lily Collins. Is, yeah, I love Lily. Geez. She's so. Have you ever had a conversation with her? Actually, she I think is, I have. She is and she is so, lovely, lovely and so funny. Seriously, she was, she was uh, Mirror really Mirror, funny. right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I interviewed her for Mirror Mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds sounds like a cool. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if we need another Les Mis, yeah. but if we were going to get it, Dominic West and David Yellow can't really. Argue with that. Yeah. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh, sorry, Natalie Portman is replacing Reese Witherspoon in, in Pale, Pale Blue, Blue Dot, Dot, which is uh, Noah Holly shaping up to be Noah Holly's directorial debut. Yeah, that's over at Fox as well. That's an astronaut d- drama. Uh, you know how astronauts sort of come back, and and it's a little bit fucked up because they've seen the world and they've seen basically every single person in the world has been in their eyesight <laughs> you know yeah so like they just have a whole different perspective on the universe natalie portman is someone that i think hollywood tends to occasionally forget about and she will come out every couple of years and do a film that really gets everybody talking um whether it's successful or or, or not financially successful it is kind of kind of irrelevant um i'd like to see hollywood using her a bit more um, I think she has. She is such She's a talented actress. She's so unbelievably talented. I'm looking forward to Annihilation. Yeah. You know, uh, I know there's there's been a lot of drama around that mm. one, but I am looking forward to it. Um, That's out pretty soon, right? Yeah, in Couple February. Months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dakota Johnson and Russell Crowe joining Drew Goddard's uh, battle. Right, bad times. Sorry, mm. bad times at the El Royale. Uh, now, this is a funny one because it came out of an interview with Chris Hemsworth, who said he was excited to work with uh, Russell and, and Dakota on Bad Times. Yeah. Uh, and so, I, you know, I don't know if the reporter interpreted this or, or if Chris Hemsworth just mixed up the names, uh, but it went down as Russell Crowe and Dakota Fanning. So then Dakota Fanning's people reached out and said, well, actually, Dakota's not in this movie. And then, you know, I... Saw the story and decided to run mine, which was about Dakota Johnson 
actually booking the role. It's something I'd been on since September. Mm. Uh, had been holding for quite a while, waiting for that deal to close. Um, but that is a great cast. I mean, Russell Crowe and Jeff Bridges, two Oscar winners, a Tony winner and Cynthia Revo, yeah. uh, an up-and-comer in Kaylee Spaney, and then you have uh, Dakota Johnson and Chris Hemsworth. Pretty good cast yeah. for Drew Goddard's follow-up to She's Cabin in the Woods. She's my second favorite Dakota between North Dakota and... And South Dakota. And then Dakota Fanning's four? Dakota Fanning is four. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, Kevin Hart booked something called My Own Worst Enemy. <sighs> yep. I have nothing really to say about it. <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I don't think in the last 18 months that we've done this show, there's not a week where either Kevin or Dwayne don't sign a new movie hey good for them i don't know i know absolutely good for them I, I i love both of them they're both hugely watchable and nice people but i, I they, did they just need a little bit of a rest are they gonna burn out i'm a little bit worried <laughs> kevin hart's got to strike while the iron's hot yeah, true uh millie bobby brown yeah. is gonna play enola holmes for legendary that is sherlock holmes's much younger sister yeah a lot of people were saying why is why isn't she just playing sherlock holmes's daughter yeah uh what is the fucking difference is <laughs> a little girl who solves mysteries whether she's related by daughter or sister who gives a shit yeah um i think it's actually a, a, a pretty good role for her i think that there is a real vacuum for like a nancy drew type of thing i was gonna say there was talk about doing yeah. the nancy drew stuff again yeah no, but that that, that wasn't a good series it was like you know there needs to be a little bit of edge to it and i yeah. think that millie bobby brown uh, sort of has that maturity and uh, can can provide that edge she's also producing it and she's like you know 14 years old or something so that makes me feel hugely inadequate yeah <laughs> makes me feel like a i mean i'm very very there, delighted there, for her, i'll tell you there's a fuck there's a fucking girl who knows her worth She's Millie Bobby Brown, yeah. and I'm going to get a motherfucking producing credit on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> Taraji Hen- P. Henson is, uh, speaking of producing, uh, producing and starring in this uh, Emmett Till movie. Yep. She's going to play Emmett Till's mother. That's obviously a uh, very important case. Um, they've been trying to tell that one for a while. Mute. Dun- yes. Yeah, Duncan Jones Duncan is mute. Duncan Jones is mute. Um, uh, is uh, to hit Netflix next month, which is February. And I would do that because Alexander Skarsgård, red hot right now after, you know, Golden Globes wins and Critics' Choice and all this other shit. When we were watching Commuter, it did remind me how much I love the, uh, that movie, that uh, uh, Source Code, that Duncan Jones did. Yeah, it's good. Duncan yeah. Jones is a solid, solid director. It's really solid I director. never saw Warcraft, so I, I can't talk shit about it. It's not, it's not great. It's not awful. CAA signed Gina Rodriguez and, and Finn Wolfhard. That's a bit of a, yeah. an industry story, uh, you know, after all the shit that went down in APA. Uh, there, the PGA Award nominees came out, uh, and I felt like they were, like, the five best picture or no, sorry. This is the DGA Award nominees. Yeah. The uh, five, I felt like those were the five best picture frontrunners. Uh, Get Out, Lady Bird, you know, Three Billboards, yeah. Dunkirk, and Shape of Water. Um, there was a little shakeup on the WB lot. Sue Kroll stepped down. Did see that? Yeah. Uh, Toby Emmerich got a little bit more power over there. Um, interesting, just because mm-hmm. Sue Kroll has been such a a huge part, um, you know, of the fabric of that studio. There's a bunch of you know men who were accused of doing shit this week. Another week. Uh, James Franco, uh, Paul Haggis, and uh, Michael Douglas apparently wasn't accused of anything. He got out in front of a story and went straight to deadline. <laughs> Yeah, man, guys, it is it is brutal. Can there. we can we just talk about Kirk Douglas as well, very briefly? Um, Why? Obviously, he well, he was rolled out at the Golden Globes. Um, yeah. First of all, I have to say this has got to stop. Yeah, we this guy this has got to stop. The, the, he was doing this five years ago. Yeah, but also he, I, I just felt I, 
it was just so awkward. I just feel that Kirk Douglas, a legend, regardless of stuff that surrounds him, um, Hollywood legend, I just find it so mildly humiliating when you wheel someone out like that and yeah. Kirk can barely speak. Yeah, no, I, it was just really. It's not, it's can not we good. not do this? No, I'm 100% with you. I, 100% with you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, there was a little bit of breaking news during the show. Barry Jenkins. Yes. Teaming up with Chadwick Boseman on something on an international thriller called Expatriate about a 1970s plane hijacking. Barry Jenkins moving into action thriller, it sounds like. That's okay. kind of fucking awesome. Uh, and the pairing of him and Chadwick sounds really cool. Do you know why I like that? Because he can do characters really well. And I think action movies, as much as I love right. the genre, sometimes yeah. the characters, Commute is a great example, not particularly well drawn. Um, they're very sort of two-dimensional. This, I like the idea of that. I think that'll do it for the show this week. Yeah. Is there anything else that I, that I left off? I don't think so. You're not here for the next two I'm weeks. Not, I'm out at Sundance for the yes. next two weeks, folks. Simon uh, should be here. Hopefully he'll, he'll yep. find a replacement for me. Yep. Um, I'm going to be sitting in that seat. Oh, I'm going to get someone to sit in this seat. Getting a promotion. Look at this. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, I, I don't think so right now, actually. I've got a Michael P and R interview going up uh, on IGN next week. All right. Uh, ahead of uh, 12 Strong. And where can the good folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and uh, Twitter, at Showbiz Simon. Uh, and I have a Facebook page, This Is Simon Thompson. And I'm Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of The Tracking Board. Send me all your hate mail there. Tra- Dragon-board.com uh, at the Insider on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for watching the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. All that stuff. You just met the movie press, folks. Yeah. Don't hold it against us. Have a great week. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only, do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.